Hey guys, it's your girl E. I am back with another podcast episode. I hope you guys are doing blessed and awesome today. And I pray that as you're listening to this podcast, that the Holy Spirit just overflows you and that the, the calmness of God's Spirit just fills your mind. Okay, today's topic for this podcast is going to be titled Studying God's Word. I was thinking, you know, God, you know, what type of uh, podcast should I do? You know, what uh, can I give your people? And the the thought and what I believe that God is telling me to, to give you is getting back to the basics of just studying God's word, right? You don't got to buy the next new book. You don't have to, to, to sign up for the next new conference. God is just saying, just study my word, just get into my word and just become a student of my word. So I have about three or four key points that I'm going to give you in some uh, some key takeaways uh, towards the end. Right. The first key point is why you should study God's word. The second key point is going to be when to read God's word. The third key point um, that I'm go- that I'm going to go over is how to read God's word. Right. Then I'm going to give you a few key 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 takeaways and some scriptures and uh, some tidbits um, that I believe will help you. And I know this has helped me in the past and throughout the years, ever since I was saved, you know, at 14 years old, up until now of what has, you know, benefited me in studying God's word, right? So first things first, why should you study God's word? Why should you as a child of God read his word? Now, a lot of people who are saved, they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you know, they've been going to church for years, but there are some people who they won't read the Old Testament, but they'll read the New Testament, right? Or they only read the Old Testament, but they won't read the New Testament. Or sometimes they'll just read certain parts of the Bible and then leave the other parts of the Bible alone. Now, I'm not saying that you have to read the whole Bible throughout the year. There are some people who they do this and they get great satisfaction and that's cool. And there are some people who God honestly puts a desire on their heart to read the Bible from from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelations. And if God does that for some people, that's fine. But if he never does that for you, that is fine as well. Because every one of us as a child of God, we all have our own walk with God, right? None of our walk with God is going to be the same. How we study the Bible is not going to be the same. How we pray to God and how we, you know, pray for other people is never going to be the same. So try to look at other people's lives and try to mimic exactly what they're doing. You're not going to get the results. So when someone says, hey, I read the word for five hours a day, you may only have the grace, you know, from God to study his word 30 minutes a day. And on in some seasons, you may only have the grace to read a scripture for five minutes. It just depends on your lifestyle and it depends on what God is calling you to do and what he's prompting you to do in that moment, right? So if your life doesn't look like other people, that's fine. And even as I give you the key points and the key takeaways and some scriptures, even if you feel like, oh, I can't do all of that, this is just a foundation for you to start. It's like a starting point, right? But I want you, after you listen to this podcast, I want you to take what it is that I'm saying and I want you to ask God how can you, if you're not already, how can you become a student of his word? How can you start digging in the word of God according to his will for your life, right? And then I, I promise you, once you pray that, 
Um, give God some time. He may give you a word right away. He may give it to you in due season, but trust me, God will give you a word and he will direct and guide your footsteps. So don't feel lost. Don't feel like, you know, oh, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to study God's word and blah, blah, blah. This is just a starting point and God is going to direct you as he sees fit, right? So don't feel bad. Don't feel overwhelmed, right? You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you through Jesus Christ. You know, we're joint heirs with, with Jesus Christ. We have help, right? So, so ask God to show you how to lean on him to do that. Okay, so let's get into it. First key point, why you should study God's word. Reading God's word allows you to draw closer to him. I know when I study God's word and when I read it, I feel like sometimes I get a better understanding of who God is. Sometimes I just feel like when I read that I'm in his presence and um, I'm getting to know him, right? Um, and that's my, my second uh, sub point is that you get to know God better. You get to understand him a little bit more, right? Um, and reading, you know, God's word, it, it allows his seeds to also be planted on the, on the inside of you, right? Every time you read God's word, every time you read, you know, a scripture or a verse from the Bible, every time you, you meditate on it, right? It's his seeds being planted on the inside of you. Now, imagine you have a garden and you say, okay, I want to I wanna plant seeds for tomatoes in the, the right-hand corner. And then in the left-hand corner, I'm going to to plant seeds of, you know, green peppers. And then in the middle, you know, I'm going to plant seeds of, you know, um, some cabbage and some kale. When you plant the seeds in good soil, the next day you'll go out there and you'll go, man, I don't see anything. You know, I don't see anything growing. You know, I just put these seeds down there. But if you know anything about gardening, you'll know that. For one, you have to have good soil, which we are good soil, meaning we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So when we read God's word, his seed is being planted in good soil. When you read God's word, the seeds are being planted. Every season that you go through and, and every time that God tells you to, to forgive or to practice love or to practice um, boundaries or to practice not living in sin or to practice discipline, that's you... Um, allowing God to water his seed. So in due season, you'll start seeing the, the, the little buds from the tomatoes pop up. And then you'll see the little buds for the, the green peppers pop up and for the cabbage and for, you know, whatever else you plant, right? Eventually, there's going to be a harvest of what you plant. So as you read God's word, and as his seeds is being planted in you, every time you go through a trial, every time you go through a tribulation, that word is going to spring forth and it's going to come up, you know, and I can tell you from my own experiences, there are times when, you know, I'm sitting down and, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to worry about something and, and God will sit there and tell me, you know, um, peace be still, you know, or he'll say, don't worry about it. I believe that for one, I hear for him because I'm a child of God and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I believe also that I hear from him and that I recognize his voice is because I've spent so many years in the word. I spent so many years in his word, reading his word. And so he's able to guide me and he's able to direct my footsteps. And not only that, when I hear his voice, I don't become afraid. I don't doubt. I go, okay, God, I know that's you because when God gives you his word, his word that he gives you in that very moment, when you hear his audible voice speaking to you, 
It's never going to contradict his written word. It's never going to contradict his character. So if you are hearing something and you're like, man, is this God? You got to ask yourself, is this followed by um, a, a sense of peace? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel confused? Is this contradicting to the word of God? If you answered yes to any of those questions, 10 times out of 10, that word would not, was not from God, but it was from Satan. God's word is never going to contradict who he is as a God, right? So read God's word, meditate on it, and let those seeds be planted in you. So, so in due season, when God um, has to give you a word to help you uh, propel forward, to help you apply for the job, to help you write the business plan, to help you raise your kids, to help you be a better wife, to help you be a better husband, you'll recognize his voice when he says, forgive and let go of anger. You know, raise your child up in, in the way that they should go. So that way they'll never forget your precepts and, and your principles, right? So next thing um, of why you should study God's word, right? Studying God, God's word will calm your mind and it's going to calm your spirit. Whenever you're having a bad day or whenever you're having a day where people get on your nerves, you know, um, you know, your kids is not acting right. You know, the people in your household, you're not vibing too good. You know, it seems like every, everywhere you go outside, you know, something seems to happen. You're irritated, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you take about two minutes, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. If you can spare 30 minutes, then that is a blessing. But if you have just two minutes, you can go into the bathroom at work. You can go into the bathroom on your lunch break. You can on your lunch break, take a, take a quick five, 10 minute walk, you know, of your hour break and then use the rest to eat you as you're walking, you can sit up there, you can meditate on a scripture that you feel like speaks to you, you know, and you will notice that as you keep repeating those, those words, you know, um, you, you will notice that there's a calmness that's coming over you. There's a peace, right? Because what God's word is doing is, is that every time you meditate on it, and you can, you can even speak it, you can meditate it in your mind, and you can speak those words. But every time you do that, every time you meditate, and every time you speak in those two minutes or those 10 minutes that you have time to walk, you're defeating, right, Satan's darkness and Satan's atmosphere. So what you're doing is you're taking the sword of God, which is the word, and you're cutting up the, the spirit of anxiety. You're cutting up the spirit of confusion. You're cutting up um, the things that the enemy is trying to throw your way, right? So this is one of the reasons why you should study the, study God's word because God's word is a weapon. It is a weapon. And what do weapons do? Weapons help um, defeat your adversary, and then weapons also help protect you right? This is why they said that God's word is a double-edged sword, meaning it, it can kill the enemy, but it can save you. It can kill the enemy, but it can save you, right? It has a double effect, right? And then the last thing of why you should study um, God's word is, is that God's words bring clarity, right? He, it, it brings clarity to your life and it, bring, and it brings clarity to your mind, right? You can be confused about a situation or you can be um deciding on whether you want to to leave your job and and take another job or to to decline that job and then stay at the current uh work center that you're at 
when you read God's word and you study God's word and you use that time for prayer to ask God, okay, God, show me what it is to do. What, what am I to do in this moment? God's word will give you clarity. God will see that you're studying his word. You're serious about um, moving on his timing, right? He's going to give you a word that's going to provide clarity. You're not going to be confused. You're going to know which way to go. You're going to know which way to turn. And you're going to even know if you need to pivot, right? So take those key points. Key point number two, when do you read God's word, right? Read God's word regularly as possible. Some people will tell you, you know, read God's word every single day. And this may be true and this may be possible for some people. Maybe you can read God's word every day. You know, I've gone through seasons where, you know, I can read God's word every single day for like months at a time. But then there'll be other seasons where, you know, I may not read God's word every single day, but I may meditate a lot more often or I may, you know, jot down some stuff that I feel like God is is, is telling me to, to meditate on, right? But try to read God's word as regularly as possible right? And, and and get with God, right? If you feel like, man, I don't know what's regular, what's regular? Ask God to, to prompt you of when to study his word, you know, because we all human, we, we get into a routine, you know, we, we, we have a set thing that we do, we get up, we get coffee, we make breakfast, we go to work, we come home, and we do the same thing, and we repeat it, and we repeat it, and repeat it. But it's like, if you ask God to prompt you of when to sit down, right, when to take time out, when to read his word, God will prompt you softly and gently and he'll go, sit here and read the scripture. Or you can sit down and go, okay, God, I'm here. You have me for 15 minutes before I head back to work or before I head back to, you know, doing X, Y, and Z or, you know, in, in between going to your kid's soccer practice and, and band rehearsal. You can say, God, I have this eight minutes in a car, you know, alone that I have with you. You know, what do you, what, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to read um, you know, the word of God or well, not reading because you're driving, but do you want me to, to listen to someone read, you know, the word? Because some of these, uh, Bible apps, you know, like you version and Bible gateway, you know, they, ha- they have the audio option to where you can listen to the word being read to you, right? That's an option. You can do that. And God will give you wisdom on, on when he wants you to read and how he wants you to read it or how he wants the word to get down on the inside of you, right? Another way to um, tell of when to read God's word is that whenever you're going through a trial or even if you're at a season in your life where you're not going through a trial and tribulation, you're, you're at a season of peace, you're at a season of rest, you know, you're at a season of, of planting seeds, right? You can still read God's word. You can still get his word down on the inside of you and you can get with God to get a word for that due season, right? But especially when you're going through trials, right? Especially when you're going through trials, because a lot of times when we go through trials, what do we do? We worry, we fear, we gossip to our friends. We, you know, we want to talk to eight people about this whole trial and situation. When God is saying, all I want you to do is turn off your phone. Don't talk to your friends about anything until I tell you to, you know, you ain't got to, you know, um, talk to a million people about it. Just get with me, read my word, study my word and see what I have to say about this situation. So that way you can walk through this season with wisdom, right? With authentic, 
with uh, um, with authenticity, right? Um, you can walk through this season um, with grace. You can walk through this season with um, with a better understanding of what it is that I want you to do, why I allowed this child to happen, right? So this is just some of the things that you can think of, right? And David is a prime example. And I know I use David a lot in, you know, my sermons and a lot of things that I teach, but because David was one of the very main prominent figures in the Old Testament. Whenever David went through a trial, David was very vocal to God. He was very honest with God. David would be like, man, I don't want to go through this, but nonetheless, I will go based off your word. I will do what you want me to do. David was was very... um very honest in his approach to God. He wasn't rude. He wasn't, um, you know, mean or, you know, uh, high and mighty, but David was very, he was, he was very fair with God. You know, you know, David would let God know, Hey, look, I don't want to go through this, but if I have to go through it, I'll go through it. But David was also the type of uh, friend of God that whenever he went through good seasons and whenever he went through his triumphs, right, he would, he would tell God and he would, he would, praise him right so use david as an example right of crying out to god reading god's word you know because even david said it he was like even in the midst of my battles even in the midst of my cries he was like i will focus on you i will think of uh, the goodness of you lord because i know that you'll never leave me nor forsake me right so use david and some of the, the the prominent figures in the old testament and new testament right to gain traction to gain some type of understanding of what did they do when they went through their trials and what did they do when they had good seasons right and lastly when you're reading god's word right find a translation of the bible that you feel best suit you right i know a lot of people you know especially a lot of old heads you know like you know our parents generation and our grandparents generation they'll tell you oh you know you got to read the king james version of the bible i read the king james version of the bible mostly but i also still read other translations as well so what you can do is is find a translation that's good for you. A lot of people use the amplified version, which is very simple. You know, some people use the the the, uh, the new international version. You know, there are some people who use the the new King James version, right? So there are so many different translations of the Bible that makes it easier to understand, right? So that way you can you can grasp the word better. And this doesn't mean that it it lets you off the hook because. You know, reading God's word still takes time and it still takes patience and it still takes you asking God to help you, right? Um, which brings me into my key point number three is how to read God's word, right? For one, you always want to go before God before you get into his word and and go before him with all humility in, in your mind and in your soul, right? You got to calm yourself down before you, you get into the word of God. You know, and if you have to meditate for a few minutes before you start reading his word, just so you could calm down and and get some clarity, then do so. Right. Um, Ask God to reveal to you um, what you need to hear from him when you're reading and then what you need to know from his word. The third thing, ask God to help you apply his word to your life. 
that's one of the things that I do when I read God's word. I'll read God's word, and if it really hits home, I'll go, okay, God, show me how I can apply this word to my life. And if it's due in any seasons, prompt me to remember these scriptures and, and to go back and go, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Because every time you read the God's word, um, every time you read God's word, you're not going to be able to apply it right away. Like I said in the beginning, it's a seed planted, right? But it's a seed planted that in due season, it is spring forth. But a lot of times you also have to, to invite God in and you have to invite him in through prayer and say, okay, God, I'm reading a word. This is seeds being planted on the inside. Now, now help me to apply this principle help me to apply this knowledge that you have given me uh in my life right so key takeaways you'll never know all of who god is right even even um to the day you die you'll never know who all god is i think that we will get to know god fully when we're all called home to glory right when jesus return and that trumpet sounds when we're all you know, caught up in a spirit and we're in heaven, we will know God fully. So do not get defeated. Do not feel down. Do not let the thoughts, you know, um, rave your mind that, oh, you don't know who God is. You're never, you're never going to know who, who all he is. And that's fine because he's the almighty, you know, he's magnificent, you know, he's omnipresent. God, God has so many facets about him that it would, it would, to literally destroy our human mind if we had a comprehension of all of who God is only because we're in this carnal body, right? We can under we can understand God through the spirit because we have the Holy Spirit, but while we're in this physical body, there's still going to be limits, right? But nonetheless, we're still joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Every encounter with God may be different than the last time. But that is quite okay, right? And what I mean by that is, is that every time you get into the Word of God, it won't feel like the last time. The majority of the time, it may feel it may feel the same, right? But in some ways, it's always going to be different because a lot of times, God is going to always give you a different word, a different perspective when you read His Word. You could read one scripture eight times in 30 days and God will give you eight different uh, perspectives of that one word and you'll go, wow, I never knew I could look at one scripture in so many ways. I never knew I can apply, you know, one principle in multiple areas of my life, right? So God is so awesome and so amazing that he never gets boring, right? He never gets boring. So every encounter may be different, right? And that's fine. And, and and it's not for you to become afraid. It's not for you to, to become, you know, uh, unaware. But it's, it's to show you that just because you think you know God, it, it doesn't mean that you know all of who he is. And this, and this is not because God doesn't love us. And this is not because he doesn't want us to know him. It's just that God is just so powerful and that he, he has to hold back bits and pieces. You know, he has to hold back who he is and give it to us in bits and pieces, right? And this reminds me of 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. Um, when when God um, was, was communicating with um, Elijah, right? This was a time when God was communicating with Elijah. And Elijah kept looking for God in the wind and then he kept looking for him in a the fire then he kept looking for him in a mountain and, and elijah was like 
where are you? You know, you said go over here. You know, I heard the wind, but you weren't there. You know, you said go over here to this fire. I went over there and you're not there. And, and but where are you? Right. So I'm going to read the scripture and then I'm going to give you um, and I'm going to show you how it relates to what I just said. So first Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. God's revelation to Elijah. And I'm reading from um, the new King James Version. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah was at a point in his life where he needed to hear God's word. And he was so used to God doing so many magnificent, magnificent blessings and so many wonders that that Elijah started putting God into this little box. And Elijah was like, well, I know God's going to do this, and I know he's going to do that, and I know how he works. And God is like, okay, you think you know me? I'm going to show you a different side of me. And Elijah went out, you know, by the fire. He went out to the the wind, and he went out, you know, by the mountains. And God blew the, you know, the, the mountains into rocks and fire, and the wind blew it, and there was an earthquake, and God wasn't there. And when Elijah at least expected When Elijah got to his wit's end and was like, you know what? I don't think God is going to show up. I don't think God is going to show me anything. Boom. There God was. It says, God spoke to him in a still, small voice. When I tell you that every encounter that you're going to have with God is probably going to be different, even though some of it may be the same depending on your daily routines, Never get so used to God that you start putting him in a box. Because the same thing that he did with Elijah, he's going to show you that he doesn't always have to be grand and big. But God can, God can be small and he can be a still small voice, even though he's big and mighty. But, but what does this tell us? What does God want us to know about First Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. God wants us to know that we can't put him in a box. He's too mighty and he's too big. God can do the unthinkable. God can do things in ways where you, you would have never thought, man, I didn't never think God would do this. So when you read God's word, and, and sometimes it may feel redundant, and you may feel like, man, I'm reading the word, and I don't feel no different, and, and nothing's happening. God's word is seeds planted on the inside of you. It's going to spring forth in due season. God's word is going to help you get to know him and get to know his voice. So that way you can recognize your father. So that I can recognize my father. Because there's so much noise in the world. 
you know, we have, we have television, you know, we have magazines, we have, you know, cell phones, we have so, so much things on social media. Everything is getting in our air gates and everything is getting in our eye gates. And God is saying, I need you to get back to the basics. It's too many distractions. It's too much things going on around you. God says, I need you in my word. I need you um, before my face. I need you to fellowship with me. God says, because all the noise that you allow to come on the inside of you, every time you watch, you know, trashy TV or every time you, you know, you listen to gossip, all of that stuff gets into your spirit. And it eventually, you're going to become confused. You're going to become not at peace. You know, you're going to wonder why you're so anxious, right? Be careful of the things that you're watching. Be careful of the things that you're reading. Another reason why you should be reading God's word is because God's word will fight all of that. Because those seeds that are being planted from watching, you know, um, garbage reality TV that's, you know, uh, full of junk, you know, listening to gossip, listening to, 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 to news, you know, you can listen to the news and become overwhelmed and, and become anxious, right? And God says, I don't want to see you like that. I don't want to see you anxious. I don't want to see you confused. I don't want to see you stressed out. You know, you're a child of God. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. He's, God is saying, you have my power on the inside of you. And I need you to know how to use it. But in order for you to know how to use it, you got to get into the word that would tell you exactly how to use God's word, right? Another thing that God put on my heart to, to give to you, and this is going to be um, one of my last key takeaways, is that if you've been away from God and God's word for a while, God says that he is inviting you back in. God is not mad at you. God isn't going to shun you away. God says that he wants you to return to his word. He wants you to return to getting to know him. And he wants you to, to, to get back to that, that regular fellowship that you had with him. God said he misses you. God said he 